We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I mean, it's for time. Even Stadario with his uh, newly logoed. Is that a jacket or is that a quarter zip? A little, little got quarter zip. Got a little quarter zip. Got it yeah. towards the end of the fall last year. I think it was a little late in the season to wear it to a game, but uh, wanted to school a couple times, you know, got to get the logo out there. A couple people asked about it today. I had another administrator come up to me and is like, hey, did you get permission to uh, do the show from your office? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I was watching it, and I was like, I know where that is. And he, he was obviously busting my balls, but uh, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is. Uh, no, I didn't. You're fired. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. All right. Well, hope everyone's having a, uh, a good day. Maybe settle down a little bit, you know, after the last... 24 hours or so, a little bit more than 24 hours. It's obviously been crazy, crazy. Exactly. With Vince D'Addario, I'm Sean Steyer. Smash the like button, the YouTube like button. And of course, subscribe, rate and review. Leave us a five-star comment. You know, something came up in the, uh, in the IB Champions Lounge chat today, a question that somebody asked about. He said he doesn't get to watch the shows live a lot. But he does, you know, like when there are mailbags and stuff, he, you know, has questions potentially. And he asked like how he could submit questions. I wasn't sure how I felt about giving out my email address just because. Because we don't have like like, an Irish breakdown email address. Right. Because, you know, like the whole, then you kind of leave it open and then someone's going to send you it, you know, stuff to your personal email, you know, if they're ticked off or this is true, whatever. I just said the best way probably to do that, if you have questions ahead of any show, mailbag or or otherwise, just send us a private message through, you know, the chat room and those go to our email address. I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It would make sense. Because someone I've, I've had some sent before and I'm pretty sure they just go straight, you know, because our emails are hooked up to that. So, right. Yeah, I know that I've gotten messages through there before. So if you have well, them, you go. just send them. And, and um, you know, that's that's how you can do it. And as a matter of fact, since I said that today, I better double check and make sure nobody did that before today's show. Nope, nothing in there. Right eh, that's a so, shame. 
But that's how you can do it. And it is mailbag day. And we've got a few questions yes, queued up and ready to go. It's not like there's nothing going on. So fire them up, questions. man. It's your show today. Listener, viewer, ask your questions. That's what we're here for. You ask, so, we answer. That's how it works. Yeah, Seriously. 100%. And so you had an opportunity to talk about the Tyler Buckner situation. I assume right. we're going to get a question about it. And so I'll be able to, you know, get on my rant about it. But if we don't, I'll get it in there at some point about my feelings about the entire situation because, man, that kind of caught me off guard. Caught me off guard too. And it's like, surprised not surprised you know like where do you want to just kind of start us off with that there's a tyler buckner or two related question just you didn't have a chance to give your thoughts so what are your thoughts on the whole situation so i was very shocked when i saw that come across uh you know i'm trying to I mean, I guess shocked about it, but then not surprised, if that makes any kind of sense, right? Like, I understand why he did it. So, you know, it, I guess that from that aspect, it makes sense. But I thought he would have a longer view of his future at Notre Dame and what it could mean. And all, on top of that, getting the Notre Dame degree. Like, I just kind of felt like Tyler was a, was planning on sticking around because there is there's light at the end of the tunnel for him. He is almost guaranteed to be the, the like no competition. Why, why, you know, you know, why, why he would he wait. even? He has to wait another year. Is, he, got to, he has to wait another year, but he still has two years of eligibility after this year. I'm sure that they were going to build something in so that he would get on the field this year. I just, you know, he's, he's not going to get his degree at Notre Dame. I just felt like he would stick around. So that part of it surprised me from a playing standpoint. If he feels like he needs to go to the NFL draft, I guess, sooner than later, then okay, go for it. But I just, I was a little surprised that he wanted to go that quickly and the timing of it. And, you know, like I was saying yesterday, he is going into his junior season. And once you get through that junior season, you are draft eligible. And now whether or not that's realistic for him to be drafted a year from now if he if he's a starter and he has a big season he could he could be a first round draft pick next year sure for all we know you know so from that aspect I don't blame him because he obviously feels like he needs to be a starting quarterback this season because when you look at you know like if he if he's not a starter this year if he stays at Notre Dame and he's not a starter then you know including this upcoming season over the last six years he will have only had one full season of being a starting quarterback and spot play here and there otherwise. And he obviously feels like he needs more than that. And now, you know, yeah. there are, you know, different chains of thought, I guess, as to maybe who may be pulling the strings or pushing the buttons and, you know, you know, pushing this decision or whatever. But, you know, at the same time, Brian said today that there is, as of today, a 50-50 chance that he indeed may end up coming back. And yesterday it was... It was a lot know, less than that. Yeah, maybe probably in the 15 to 20% range, you know, 20-80 or 80-20, however you want to look at yeah. it, you know, and, you know, that he would not yeah. be coming back. So it's at least better today, you know. So I don't know, but you also hear, like, you know, obviously the, the, the visit to Alabama, you've heard Auburn, TCU, some different schools kicked around 
out there. And he also did have the no contact, apparently, attached to his oh. uh, transfer portal tag. And, and they have that. I remember Haley Van Lith, you know, the women's basketball player from Louisville, when she entered the portal, she had the, the same thing. It's like, you don't contact me if I'm interested. I'm going to find you. Well, kind of I mean, thing. from what I understand from reports that I was looking at Twitter right before the show, I mean, he he's in Tuscaloosa today. Right. So, right. I mean, that would make sense for obvious reasons. I think their quarterback battle is not in any way decided. And he's obviously familiar with the offensive coordinator and the scheme. So, I mean, that would make sense. It would either be that, a West Coast team, or come back to Notre Dame. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I see this going down. I am far from an expert on what Tyler Buckner is thinking. I thought that he would stay. So, there, you know, right. there you go on that. But I, I was a little surprised by the whole thing. I was very surprised. And I know um, that, you know, there's a question. You want to pull up that question about the um, whether it sets a precedent? precedent? That's what yeah. I was going to go to. I was yeah, going to go perfect. to that. Let's let's start off with our first question tonight from our old friend, Salty Virginia Peanuts. Does Tyler Buckner's option to return set a precedent or is such an option given on a case-by-case basis? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think in this regard, it is a case-by-case basis because right now, Notre Dame is, I I think you said it before the show when we were talking about it, Notre Dame needs Tyler Buckner way more than Tyler Buckner needs Notre Dame in the 2023 season. 
And that is a hundred percent accurate. So of course the door is still going to be open for him to come back. It just is what it is. I mean, why would it not be? They are in big trouble if Hartman goes down. Bottom line, if Hartman goes down, then you're looking at either a redshirt freshman in Steve Angeli or a true freshman in Kenny Minchie. Mm-hmm. That's not where I would want my offense that I think has the ability to score 40 points a game to be in the hands of. I mean, it's just that then your predictions and your wins and it all goes down, right? I mean, it just does. Could they still be a winning team? Of course. I think their offense is good enough. I think their defense is good enough. I think the schedule, you know, pans out that they will be a winning team, right? But any thoughts of going to the playoff or any thoughts of being a national championship team go out the window? Yeah. If Tyler Buckner is that guy and he's the cute second quarterback, I think a lot of those thoughts and plans can still be intact. Right. You know, it just might look a little bit different. So, yes, Notre Dame wants him back. They're going to leave the door open until he puts ink to paper that he's going someplace else. Absolutely. I think it's definitely case by case. Just because you're saying Tyler Buckner can come back doesn't mean you're setting a precedent saying anyone who enters the portal is welcome to come back. I don't think that 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 is what this is saying at all. Because like if you're going to look at precedent, it's already been set a couple of years ago with Houston Griffith entering the portal and then pulling his name back out and staying after Marcus Freeman who had just come over from Cincinnati, but you know, essentially put on his own recruiting pitch and and kept him at Notre Dame rather than having him enter the portal. But even even that, I don't think that that even that is a precedent. I think it's you know, Notre Dame would love to have Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner is a part of their plans, you know, to some extent for this year and bigger picture for the next two years after that, as you mentioned. Yeah. So because of their need for Tyler Buckner, they would love for him to stay. They would love, you know, nothing more, I think, than for him to stay, continue to to compete for this job, at least in fall camp, and then see where it goes after that. No doubt. And, And, you know, 2024 is essentially... His job, you would have to say, unless one of these other guys really emerges. I mean, that ring or next fall. I mean, that would be. I mean, look, that's my pitch. If I'm Marcus Freeman, like, look, you stick around, you get your degree, you're going to be the starter in 24. And as as much hype as CJ Carr is getting, you don't want to put the keys to the Ferrari in the hands of a true freshman. I don't care how good he is, right? I mean. You you would still at the very very least want a buffer year between, you know, from his freshman year from Hartman to Carr. You at least want one year buffer, and I don't know that Kenny Minchie's going to be ready. Look, Kenny Minchie's a bit of a project. Like he he's a good quarterback. He can spin it. He can do all of those things. But I still think he needs to marinate a little bit. And and I don't know that he's going to be ready. He certainly isn't going to be. I'm sorry. He's certainly not going to be ready this year. And if he proves me wrong, that's awesome. I just don't see that being the case. And from a tools standpoint, Kenny Minchie's better than Steve Angeli. So I just, I, I worry about not having a quality second quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah. And Anthony says, eventually Notre Dame will have to develop their quarterback room and stay out of the portal or highly 100%. touted prospects will not commit to it. Yeah. And again, but you know, that is part of the plan. You know, the, their plan was you bring in Hartman this year. Buckner is the number two, 2024. Buckner is the number one. And then if things go right, he is drafted into the NFL. And then you've got Minchie and, you know, and Jelly and 
CJ Carr competing for that job in 2025. Like that was part of the plan. And again, as this quarterback recruiting has picked up, that was that was the direction they yeah. were heading. But this just throws a little bit of a wrench into things in in terms of that smooth transition if Tyler Buckner's not going to be here in 2024. But they have, absolutely they have every intention of of draft you know of of recruiting highly rated quarterbacks and develop developing them and getting them on the field and recruiting high to level quarterbacks and developing them does not mean throwing to them to the wolves as a true freshman that's not the definition of developing if he's successful as a true freshman it's not because he got developed at notre dame it's because he got developed in high school i mean that's not the word developing developing means being here for a few years and getting better and better and better each year Mm -hmm. under the tutelage of the notre dame coaches so you got to give it some time, right? You've got to give it some time if you're going to call it developing. Quinn says, true or false, Buckner will be out of the portal by Saturday morning. Man, well, when does it close? Doesn't it close here coming up pretty quickly? Well, the the window to enter the the the, okay. the window to enter the portal closes at the end gotcha. of the month. But you are in the portal at that point, and you can still transfer. Okay. You can still come out. Window. It's yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's not, well, it's not just that you can come out. It's just that you don't have to be signed by somebody by the end of April. Right. It's just the thirtieth. Right. So, I mean, you're still in there. Get your name in there, and right. you can come out to go yeah, theoretically back to the school yeah, theoretically, to go to the other you school come out anytime. You yeah. can. You, I mean, I just mean coming out. As it's in not like, like a draft declaration where you have gotcha. to make a you know an either or type gotcha. situation. Or gotcha. So yeah. all right, that makes uh, true or false before Saturday. I'm gonna I think say false. I'm going to say false as well. I think he's going to get a lot of his questions answered by then. But if he plans on visiting more than one place, it's going to take longer than that because mm-hmm. it's already Wednesday. He was down in Tuscaloosa the day after he said he was going to. I mean, that's pretty fast. But if he's going to go to other places, I just have a feeling that's going to take some time to figure out. Plus, I believe they're going through finals and whatnot at school. So, like, there's there's that going on. I think there's a lot of things to kind of juggle at the present. And so... I would say false, just because that is only a couple of days away. I concur. Completely concur with that. Chi-Town, who will be the number two quarterback? Angeli, Kenny, or someone else? Tyler coming back or a transfer? I think if you injected Marcus Freeman with truth serum, I think, you know, and, and let's say, let's say Tyler's, let's take him out of the equation, okay, for the for my response here. Because I do think, you know, based on what Brian said, there's a 50-50 chance he comes back, so that's a possibility. I, If I was a betting man, I would say he's gone, okay? So I, for this, I'm going to say he's gone, right? Buckner's gone, yeah. Buckner's gone for my answer. I think you got to go out and get a transfer. I think you got to go get somebody who at least has starting experience to be that number two guy, and then it allows Angeli and Minchie to continue I to just... develop. I just think you're going to have a hard time getting that kind of person to come in because you're I, telling him you're going to be number two. You're basically saying sure. you get to say that you played football at Notre Dame. Sure. I mean, like one, finding a high enough quality quarterback who, you know, would be a legit number two and be able to go on the field and win football games. And two, you know, again, like if you're going to find someone of that caliber, getting them, you know, to, to come here knowing that, they're the number two guy. Like, are you going to sell somebody at this point that, hey, you're going to compete with Sam Hartman in fall training camp when the first game is on August 26th? I, I just, I feel like that's a hard sell 
I don't think that, find I don't, that combination of person. I I, I think you got to be honest with the kid. I, I think it's I think it's a situation where, which is again why like who who I don't I don't know who's out there who that would qualify that mold. No 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 I get that and you're you're going to be talking about a very select few people, but I think it's somebody who doesn't have NFL aspirations that is a serviceable quarterback that can come in and distribute the ball to the weapons that Notre Dame has. And I know that that is asking a lot, and I get that. And I don't even know who that would be. I don't know the landscape of college football well enough to know who that would be. But that would I would feel much better about that situation than the current one if they don't bring somebody in. And again, I don't know who's in the transfer portal. There's a lot right. of kids in the transfer portal that have no NFL future whatsoever. And you might be able to convince them to come in and get a degree from Notre Dame. I mean, that's a definite possibility. And and you can bring somebody in. It doesn't have to be for one year either. It could be. I mean, it literally might have to be an Ivy League quarterback, like a guy who exhausted his Ivy League. You know, in my head, he he exhausted his Ivy League eligibility. And he comes in as a grad guy because you still would have a COVID year. But, you know, based on the fact, like if you just graduated from an Ivy League school, you would have been here in 2020. So you would still have that extra year of eligibility. Yep. That's kind of what I had in my head. But again, that kid may not exist, and that's yeah. fine. I get that. I'm talking perfect world, you know. Yeah. Derek says get a transfer and and angelic, or yeah, get a transfer and angelic transfers. Okay. I, I honestly it wouldn't. I wouldn't feel. I mean, you want four quarterbacks. You want four. Only one can play. So that means three yeah. are going to be on the bench. If Steve doesn't like that, then so be it. I would not be all that upset. I really wouldn't. I want. What I want is like um, 2024 Angeli. That's what I want this year. His talent level with a little bit of experience. That's what I want as the backup quarterback. Right. I just don't think Angeli's ready to be that guy yet. I'm looking for more quarterback questions in here. Um, <laughs> Derek, for some reason, wants to know if we've if either of us has met Tyler Buckner's mom. Please elaborate. Um, Here's my elaboration. No. Nope. That's, that's I don't know how to elaborate, elaborate any more than that. That's right. <laughs> I have not met uh, Mrs. Buckner. I assume that's her name, uh, right. which you never know. But I also uh, haven't met Marissa Miller or, you know, Kate Upton or, you know, let's go down the list. There are plenty of, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people I haven't met for that I, matter. But. I'm not as cool as Brian Driscoll. He was hobnobbing with the parents at the blue gold game. He is. That, that's not that's not my role. That's not how I roll. So I don't know any of the parents of any of the players. I'm sure they're all wonderful folks, though. Right. Andy Saylor, good question. What could Gino do now to ready Angeli and Minchie to be the backup? Is there any way to coach them up? I mean, of course there is. And, and the situation that Notre Dame is in is a good one. I mean, they've got a dedicated quarterbacks coach that can just focus on that. And I would say coaching them is going to be completely different than obviously, you know, coaching up Sam Hartman. I mean, it's it's like, don't even come to the Sam Hartman meetings, guys. Like, we're going to have a completely different conversation. But I mean, it would be coaching them up to run like the heart of the playbook. And it's going to be a much thinned down version. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could absolutely really work on those guys to be the backup quarterback hundred percent. Cause I think you've got, 
that one kid, uh, the Dylan kid, uh, who's the walk on. I mean, he can, yeah. he can, he can run scout team, and then you've got the other two guys with Gadouli all the time, and that would be great. They can learn from Sam. I mean, they, 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 they could be fine. Um, you know, if it happens well, in game two. But the other thing is, even though he can't be with them on the field, obviously in in the summertime, right? He can give them chunks of the playbook and say, "Okay, this sure. is, these are your lessons this week." You know, know this, go out on the field, and you know, go through dry runs of this, or even in your right. living room, you know, in your apartment, or what you know, whatever it happens to be, and or, okay, Sam Hartman. Part of the reason Sam Hartman is here, you know, part of that whole thing, you know, he had a great relationship apparently with Tyler Buckner, and I'm sure that there's at least good relationships with the other guys as well. We didn't get to talk to them as much as we talked to the other two, but Sam Hartman can work with these guys as sure. well. They can all be out there in the summer throwing pass routes to receivers and doing different things. So even though they can't be together in the summer, there are plenty of different things that those young guys can do. And that, you know, again, that like Gino can give them, you know, parts of the playbook, you know, learn, learn this, this week, you know, these yeah, for sure. the set of plays. And then, you know, like as much as possible, that kind of stuff. There's, there's still things that they can do be, be working on. Yeah, no, they're absolutely. I, the bottom line is this as a coach, I would be terrified to put either one of those guys at the helm of the offense in a real game right now. Yeah, I just would be yeah. now that can change between now and August or October or whenever that, and, and hopefully Sam Hartman makes it through the whole season without any injury and nobody has to worry about it. But I would be absolutely terrified to hand the keys over to one of those guys. I just would. It changes the complete complexion of your team and the complete outcome of what you want to do. And that's where they are right now. So, of course, the door is open for Tyler Buckner to come back. Of course it is. Yeah. Along those lines, if Buckner does not return, did we already answer this? Basically, who's going to be the number? Pretty two? much. I mean, yeah. Um, I think I, he says he thinks it should be Minchie. Tons more talent potential than and and Jelly and helps him in twenty twenty four. I mean, I think where they are right now, unless Kenny Minchie, you know, again, like Angeli has been here a year longer, and he was also an early enrollee last year, so he should be a lot farther ahead in terms of basic playbook and and knowing what he's doing. So like, even if he goes into the camp as the number two, that's fine. If, if Minchie is capable, like you could still theoretically see a switch, I think at some point during the season, oh, sure. depending on how they decide to split those reps, which I think that they would want Minchie to be a part of that. And then, like you said, then Dylan Devison, the walk-on is the predominant scout team quarterback, right. as opposed to one of those two guys doing it. Here's here's what I think. After the blue gold game, you know, we heard a bunch of nonsense about how the competition is going to be for the number two quarterback between Buckner and Angeli. Complete nonsense. Okay. I very clearly said the competition is going to be for who's going to be the number three quarterback between Minchie and Angeli. That hasn't changed. Like those two are still competing for who's going to be higher on the depth chart. It's just now it's number two instead just, of three. Yeah. Only that's now for number two. There and was never going to be an Angeli Buckner competition. No. And if, no. and if Buckner comes back, there's not going to be an Angeli Correct. Buckner competition. And I want to bring this one up, Sean, because I think it goes along with what we're talking about. Uh, Jason says, does bringing in another quarterback stunt the development of the guys on the roster? 48 hours ago, there were four quarterbacks on the roster, and nobody was talking about their development being stunted. 
So I'm going to say no. I don't think it stunts their development. They were still going to be developed in the order that they were supposed to be developed. Yeah. I don't think that changes if you bring in somebody else. But at the same time, you are bringing in a guy theoretically on probably another one year rental because again, like who you're sure. going to get, you know, that would have even, you know, like two years of eligibility and be interested, you know, like, so working on the theory or, or the idea that it's another one year rental, you know, how much time you want to invest in that compared to what right. those guys need to do is, you know, you have to balance those things. I, I and I think. totally get that. I think I it's just... a fair point. Yeah. The, the the second string quarterback. Was but I get what get you're saying. Well, like, like, like if Buckner was here, it's not an issue. But you were also planning on Buckner being the starter in 2024. If you sure. bring in another guy from the portal, more likely than not, you're not planning on him being the guy in 2024. So, right. so it's You've a got little an bit open more competition pressing now for yeah. 24. I get it. It is a little bit more pressing that these two other guys do get more development this year than it was before. But I will also say that rushing a guy to start or to be an integral part of what you're doing can also stunt their development. Like, I I don't think Angeli's ready to be the backup quarterback. Like, I think putting that on him to be the number two is stunting his development, in my personal opinion. I think he needs more time in the oven than that. So I, I don't think that that benefits him personally. I hope he proves me wrong. Maybe maybe he's the stud and he goes out there and he, he proves me wrong. I just haven't seen it yet. And I think Kenny Minchie, like somebody said in the in the chat that after the Blue Gold game, he literally got in the car and went to prom. Like, he's not ready to be the starter at the University of Notre Dame, folks. Right. Like, everybody just needs to pump the brakes a little bit. Yes. Uh, there's a couple questions that I'm seeing in here um, that I might just save for rapid fire because we've got some similar stuff going on in rapid fire. Tommy wants to know... Your best impression of Tommy Reese once he heard that Tyler Buckner is jumping into the transfer portal. <laughs> oh, something along the lines of, oh, man, I know I got his number here someplace. <laughs> like, you know, but and then somebody else, I think I, I saw when that one was starred, somebody else said, uh, I'm sure that they had conversations prior to that. And I would say that that's probably fairly accurate. You would have to think so. I mean, getting on a plane that quickly and heading yeah. down to Tuscaloosa. You know. I, I, I think that that's, <laughs> I think that's probably accurate. Yes. Yes. Um, Anthony wants to know, oh, and thanks for the chat. super chat, Anthony. Thank you very much. Do you agree with the ESPN power index ranking? Are you thinking nine and three season in 2023? If Sam Hartman's healthy? absolutely not i would take the over whatever whatever the terminology is for more than nine wins i'm taking that all day long and i'm going to be honest i have not seen the power index they're ratings. always wrong first of all yeah but i stopped literally i stopped looking at them because they're yeah. just so far off it seems like you know um so yeah but if if the question is if they've got them around a nine and three season i would disagree with that based on everything that we've seen that's now, again, a, but injuries and I mean, there's a million different right. things that can take place. But right. assuming assuming healthy. everyone is healthy, assuming right. that the, no injuries, you know, no major injuries, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm saying no way. Yeah, no doubt. There's a safety need that this team 
has. Mm-hmm. And Chi-Town wants to know if Notre Dame should bring in R.J. Moten from Michigan, who entered the transfer portal earlier this week. So I think I, I looked him up briefly. Um, you know, he's got uh, 31 tackles, 10 starts, two and a half uh, tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one interception. He's a safety in the portal. I think we can all agree Notre Dame needs a safety in the portal. I think you take a long look at him. I mean, everybody can be forgiven for poor choices on going to Michigan. <laughs> uh, we can forgive and we can forget. You know, if he's if he's the best safety out there that Notre Dame can get, then absolutely. I, I don't care where you went to school. They need the best safety that's out there to come in and help supplement the depth chart of safety. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, they need another Division One body. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And- and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who all else is in the portal. You know, it's like we have, right. Really and I heard, I don't, but, yeah. and that's, yeah, there, there are literally, you know, probably over a thousand names in the portal right now. And, you know, like <laughs> Michigan's probably got, or not Michigan, Colorado's probably got half of them. And that is something we'll talk about rapid fire in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if he's, the best option that they've got and he's meets the, you know, the academic requirements and all that stuff. Absolutely. They, they need another safety. We know yes, that. And absolutely they're, you know, they want to go out and get one. The question is who's available and is right. he worth bringing in, you know, yep. to the situation or, and, or you, do you consider you sure. know, like more consideration to Ryan Barnes or whatever it happens to be. And I would, you know, my pitch to whoever is in the portal, if they want to, you know, if the, if it's a viable option, you know, the academics, like all of those things, and it's a viable option for Notre Dame, my pitch is, look, we've got one starting safety. We have an open spot. And I'm sorry, DJ, and I'm sorry, Ramon, and, and whatever, but, like, there's an open spot for a legit starting safety. You will have an opportunity to compete for that spot. I'm not saying that Ramon or DJ aren't going to get it in the end, but I'm, I'm pitching that there's going to be an open competition for the other safety position. Xavier yeah. Watts has the position locked down, but there's one open spot and we need a safety. Let's see what you got. Like that's By the pitch. way, I saw that, uh, I think it was this morning I saw Pomawala is uh, back in the transfer portal after again injury season at um, Idaho. He hurt, it. He hurt the again. Vandals. I guess he only that played kid, in like five games last year. That kid can't catch a break when it comes to injuries, man. I know. I feel so bad for him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for the super chat, Nick. Do you think Notre Dame should play or could play 
Michigan before 2023. That's 10 years from now. Could they? <laughs> yes. Will they? I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of a rocky relationship, obviously. Do I want them to? Sure. I, I wouldn't mind a couple times in 10 years. I don't want it every year. I'll tell you in about a year and a half after Jack Swarbrick inks his next TV contract mm -hmm. or, or if right. he inks his next TV contract. Because if he doesn't get the contract he's looking for, they might be playing Michigan every year, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> right? I mean. It's possible. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's. I mean, he said, Jack Swarbrick has said they've got to get the kind of money or close to sure. the kind of money that that the Big Ten and the SEC are getting in their TV contracts. That's a so, lofty goal. It is. That it's is a lofty, lofty goal. goal. Yep. Benjamin Kurtja? I'm not I'm sure how to say that last name. Imagine this ultimate Notre Dame fan experience. Mm -hmm. Tour of campus, meet the team, meet the coaches, maybe stay for the game or the practice, whatever is going on. Your thoughts? I mean, Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously completely jaded because I do most of those <laughs> things on a fairly That's daily right. basis. But um, I think for a fan who's never done any of that stuff, it'd be unbelievable i think that's like i mean i i don't want this to come off incorrectly but that's like make a wish type stuff like you get to hang out basically be a part of the team hang out with the coaches you know tour the thing like that's all access that would be awesome that'd be awesome yeah absolutely uh you know uh, people shell out thousands of dollars for that kind of experience I you're think. not wrong so you're right it's like make a wish type stuff <laughs> You know, you are not wrong. Uh, Father David, huge flex from Vince. I already do this stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's the nature of uh, having five children and having multiple jobs. Like literally all summer, all I do is hang out on campus and infiltrate the sporting venues throughout campus. And football obviously is one of them. So, you know, you hang out, you whatever, shill Gatorade and, and whatnot. So, I mean... We are jaded because we live right down the street from Notre Dame. We're on campus all the time. We get to talk to the coaches. We get to talk to the players. I mean, we're completely right. jaded by the whole thing. I'd be, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit. I remember, it. I remember, like when I first moved here, and I would, you know, like be driving to work early in the morning. I would drive. I wouldn't drive right by campus, but I would drive, you know, where like the way the dome is and lit up and all that stuff. I would always see the dome, and it's like, awesome. Man. And now it's like, you know. It's work. You just barely even notice it. You're just You're driving work. by campus again or yeah. going to work or yeah, whatever it is. I mean, it just, it, it is what, yeah. And I, I blame you, Sean, you got me into this. and uh, <laughs> I appreciate it very much, but I blame you. Yeah, thank so, you. I'm you're welcome. Willing to corrupt anyone anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a dream. It was a, I, I will go back to when I met you and I was doing that competition. It was a hundred percent dream come true to be able to cover the team that I had rooted for my entire life and get that kind of access. Like I was, you know, Oh, I'll go to Tyrone Willingham's press conference in the middle of the day at WNDU studios. Like you're like, okay, go ahead. Like <laughs> I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. You know? And I, and I still get that way at times. So yeah, uh -huh. there's no doubt about it. <laughs> no, I'm me too. You know, like that's absolutely. It's just, it's just different 20 yeah. some years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Son of 66, do you think some of Tyler Buckner's performance in the spring game had to do with his mental state on someone close to him in his ear telling him to transfer? He looked defeated out there. I mean, I saw him after the game and he was laughing and joking with Sam Hartman. I mean, I'm sure that it played a role. I'm sure. I mean, what kid doesn't have people in his ear? I mean, whether it's friends, whether it's a trusted advisor, you know, whatever. People are in his ear. People watch that game. Ignorant people, I'm sure, looked at that game and was like, you have no prayer of ever playing a down at Notre Dame and told him that he needs to get the heck out of there. I don't know who is on the side of Tyler Buckner and who is, you know, in his ear. I don't I don't know the answer to that. So this is purely speculation. I can't imagine he made this decision sitting in his dorm room all by himself. I'm sure that he bounced the idea off of people and people said, yes, I think that's a good idea. I have to, I have to imagine that's accurate. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I don't think that it necessarily had anything to do with, with blue and gold, but salty. Yes. We are both very jaded. That's You're not wrong. Aerosmith wrote a song about it. It's called jaded. Jaded. Yeah. Want to hear it? Here it goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. Uh, I, I, when I'm talking to my my friends or my coworkers at school, and they're like, "Oh, you going to the game?" Yeah, and, you know, I'll be up in the press box. Where what? Like you get, you know, the what? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> totally jaded. Yep. Clay, do you think the format of the spring game is not built for Buckner? He often scrambles to create plays, and the sack system discourages that. I mean, we definitely looked each other looked at each other a couple times when he tried to run the ball right up the middle. Like, what did somebody actually call that play, or right. did he just do that? Because obviously, all you've got to do is touch the quarterback, and he's down. You know, just like with Phil Dracovic, a mobile quarterback is not able to rely on yeah. that asset in, in the kind of format that they have. Oh, there's no, I mean, there's nothing about this spring game benefited the talents of Tyler Buckner. Now yeah. we were all raving about how well he's been throwing the ball and all of those things in practice, which is true. And he should have thrown the ball better than he did in the, in the game. No doubt about that. But the entire package that is Tyler Buckner is stripped away in a spring game when you're wearing a red Jersey. I mean, I don't – any knucklehead who watches football knows that. Like, that's – it did not suit him in any way, shape, or form. No doubt. I concur. Interesting one for from Chief Brody. Optics for Notre Dame. If Tyler goes to Alabama under Tommy Reese, wins a Heisman, and a national championship. Uh, not good, obviously. <laughs> and it's not just because of Tyler. It would also be because of Tommy Reese. There'd be an awful lot of fans having to eat their words uh, about Tommy Reese's offense if he goes and wins a national championship. And I'm sorry, but the only way to win a national championship is with offense these days. And that means he was really successful down there at Alabama. So that would be, man, I would be sitting back there just like, oh my, like just, it would suck. That's all I got to say. It would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, it would be, Probably every Notre Dame fan's worst nightmare, right? Because first you see Reese leaves, and it, it, at least half the people aren't weren't sad to see him leave. And then now, you know, if Buckner goes there and and does all that with him, it's and part of it is still like he's he's he'd be signing on to a system, you know, basically a well-oiled machine. That sure, keeps marching on. You just plug in 
the right quarterback. And we were talking about the quarterbacks down there yesterday. Their two guys competing for that job had a horrible yes. uh, spring game. Combined horrible. for three interceptions, less than 50% combined completion percentage in the spring game. And, you know, again, like how much you put on the spring game. Like, you know, you can say, well, it's the spring game, and you, but you still don't expect that bad from right. both quarterbacks competing for the job. Still a very open competition down yes. in Tuscaloosa, which is why they're entertaining which Tyler Buckner. There's an opportunity on, yeah. <laughs> on a trip. And Andre, I think, hit the nail on the head here. He says the only thing worse is that they would beat Notre Dame in that game. Like, <laughs> yes, hundred no. percent. That no would kidding. be. That oh would my. just be. Can you imagine the post game show? Notre Dame finally makes makes it to a national championship game, and then they get beat by Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese in Alabama. Like. No, Notre Dame wouldn't be able to get over the hump of Alabama. You know, Tommy Reese. I mean, all, all of the storylines would be horrible. Like, horrible. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to think about that anymore. That'd be terrible. Which freshman linebacker had the better blue-gold game performance, Jaden Osbury or Drake Bowen? I mean, off the top of my head, remembering what I saw, I guess I would go with Jaden Osbury. Because he was kind of more in space and out and about, and I was watching a lot more of the offense than I was the defense, and I haven't had a chance to go back and actually watch the game. So from my memory, I'm going to go with Jaden Osbury. Yeah, I would go with Osbury as well. He nearly had that interception, very easily could have had a pick six, you know, if he holds on to that, and we'd definitely be singing a, a, a tune <laughs> in his direction had he done that. But right. I, I agree. Seemed like he was moving around well, played in space, and Drake Bowen, I remember more like a couple, like he was out there on some of the punt coverage and stuff like that. And I remember him kind of flying around out there doing that, but nothing specific that stands out from a defensive point of view. You know, like the guys who really showed out defensively were Ziegler and, and Sneed. But uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably give the edge to Osbury because I just don't remember enough specifically yeah. about Drake Bowen in that game. D-Rock, thank you very much. Hit the like button on your way out. We do appreciate it. And, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. So we're going to be off for the next few days, but there will be a draft show with Brian and Ryan yes. tomorrow night. So check it out. Look forward to that. And uh, have a great weekend. Uh, yeah. I guess extended weekend, as I it know. turns out. And Vince and I will be back on Monday. Let's see if there's any more breaking news to talk about at that point. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Sam Hartman's going to hit the portal. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Off the ledge. Off the ledge. <laughs> Come on now. Reel it back in. That would be a movie. Yes. yes, it would. Oh, boy. All right. We will talk to you on Monday. Thanks again. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.